0: Hello, friends. Welcome again to another episode of the Potluck Podcast. I'm Jared Cornett. I'm joined by Alan Murray and by Matt Hensley, who I had the unfortunate uh, privilege of seeing this past Friday as we spent some time together. Matt, since I've seen you, how are you doing? You've been at a conference all weekend, right? Yeah, we had a a student
1: conference, apologetics conference uh, on Friday and Saturday and uh, had a great time at that. About 2,000 students were there Uh, really digging into some very tough and difficult topics, Uh, but uh, it seemed to be handled very well. Students really enjoyed it and uh, it it was a great time, but it is a little chilly in Farmersville and I have a belly full of Mexican food, which I believe is going to be part of our Southern culture topic in just a little bit. So I'm doing very, very well. Alan, how are you doing? doing well had a
2: great lord's day um it rained and we had high attendance i don't understand how that happens i feel like in baptist churches that never happens and uh, we had a very sweet time of corporate prayer tonight as well um always love our, our corporate prayer meetings at centerville
0: well that's great to hear uh Matt and I will be off to the SBTC Empower Conference tomorrow and Tuesday, which is our state convention's evangelism conference. Matt just kind of, I saw that. And so uh, maybe I won't see Matt Tuesday. We'll see. Uh, (laughs) Um, looking forward to, uh, to that and, uh, all the great speakers, everything they got lined up should be a a great time. If you are listening to this on Tuesday morning and you're going to be at the empower conference, uh, give us a shout out. Uh, we'd love to see you talk to you and hear uh, your thoughts on things going on in Baptist life, but uh, we're here to talk about some other things. And the first thing, Alan, I'm going to let you take the lead on this peddling for Annie. Tell us about it.
2: Yeah, I just happened across this today um, from Jonathan Blaylock, who is the pastor of North Albemarle Baptist Church here in the great state of North Carolina. An individual from his church uh, is going to be uh, pedaling from San Diego, California, all the way to St. Augustine, Florida, uh, two coastlines, two wheels, and 3,000 miles. And he's doing this uh, to raise money for the Annie Armstrong missions offering, uh, which of course we've talked about on here several times, it always happens around Easter, and it supports the North American Mission Board. And so, um, if if you were to pledge a penny of a mile for him to do this, you would give twenty eight dollars and ninety seven cents. Uh, I just thought it was a, a really neat story that somebody is willing to uh, do, like so many folks do, where you know you you walk and give. Um, uh, or this case, ride a bike and give uh, to support Andy Armstrong. There's lots of different ways that many of us can support missions. And uh, this individual here uh, decided that the best way uh, that he could support was by riding across the country. His name's Toby Thorpe, um, and he's going to be doing it in March and April. And the giving is all done uh, through his church, North Albemarle Baptist Church, which um, I know their pastor, solid guy, solid church, uh, just hoping to get the name of Jesus out there. And I I would think even his story peddling across the country uh, would draw some attention to uh, the work of the gospel.
0: It'll it'll be interesting to see uh, how much money is raised. I think this is a really unique idea. Matt, you've done some interesting fundraisers before. I know, like at Mayhill, you do the shave your beard stuff. What is it you think that stuff like this gets people amped up to give better than just saying, "Hey, you should give to this organization"? What is it about me doing something kind of ridiculous that makes people say, "Yes, I'm compelled to give"?
1: And I don't, I don't really know. I mean, there's. <laughs> I think it's it, it's one of those where it's like you get something out of it, either the enjoyment of watching it or cheering something on, you know, like it and it seems like it's ingrained maybe a bit in our culture. I don't know anything about some of the other uh, conventions or denominations or any of that kind of stuff, but like even with Vacation Bible School, there was usually something like the boys versus girls that are raising money for missions, and then whoever wins would get to you know slam a pie in the children's minister's face or something like that. There's always something. Uh but but for whatever reason it works. And uh you know I know we had told the story, I believe, on on not another Baptist podcast, but uh our church, every time we did Lottie and Annie, we would miss our budget by the exact amount that we raised for Annie. And Lottie, and so one Christmas, I said, "Hey, if y'all will meet budget and Lottie Moon, I'll shave my beard." And for whatever reason, and my mom, I mean, she pitched in a, a big chunk of change, and uh, she was wanting to see that uh, beard gone. And we doubled our budget and doubled our Lottie giving that year, and at least our goal. And uh, and I shaved, and then I had a little old lady at the church said, "Please put it back on." Uh, because it it really does hide the ugly but you know I've I've made a very similar trip to this but not on bike and dude I, this guy more power to him because that is a long way we went from Mayhill all the way to Orlando uh, last year actually about this time last year almost and it felt like forever and that was on four wheels in a car with our girls, that's a long way. It's going to take a long time, but, but like you said, it's, it's, you know, maybe shining a light on uh, on Annie and, and getting some people excited. And uh, some are going to think he's crazy. Some are going to think it's awesome. Some are going to be inspired by it, but ultimately all of those pennies are going to uh, to advance the kingdom. And so it's going to be really cool. So however you do it, if you like to just give the, uh, the check uh, or, you know, you do the bake sales or the different things like that, uh, it just lets people kind of have a uh, a little more skin in the game, and I think that's a good thing uh, for sure. Alan, did he say how long it's going to take him to do this? Did you? I don't know if you said that or when he th- how long he thinks it's
2: going to take. Uh, he's starting a week from now, and he's planning on going into April. So um, definitely all of March looks like, uh, and into April, I would assume he wants to be back home by Easter. I don't know, uh, but that's a long. Like I say, that's a long long way he'll be coming through texas and uh but uh, he'll be coming south of you guys he'll be kind of going um i think through austin uh is part of his route showing kind of the major cities there along the way
0: well pretty cool uh matt will put in the show notes check it out maybe you want to give to it uh on top of your annie giving to your local church but i think this is pretty neat that you want to give to it just remember if you're giving per mile that's three thousand miles so be careful what you uh Just don't overextend yourself, I guess, uh, there. (laughs) Well, guys, uh, you know, unfortunately there is a lot of news going on in the world pertaining to Russia and Ukraine uh, because of the conflict that is happening. They are certainly um, praying for the country of Ukraine uh, against what is uh, injustice and uh, the Ukrainian uh, Baptist theological seminary's president, (laughs) Yarsilov, I don't know how to say this last name. I'm not going to butcher it, uh, but he says we need a miracle from God. Uh, he's the president of the school that is in Ukraine. He was trained at Southwestern Seminary. there, uh, not necessarily very close to Kiev where a lot of the action is, but they're not necessarily far away either. And he has, uh, just says that we need a miracle from God, and that's exactly uh, what will save us, is God's miracle. So I ask people to pray for a miracle without specifying what miracle. Uh, And he talks about, uh, you know, uh, the story of Gideon and his army of 300 and how they overcome, overcame there. Uh, Obviously praying for what's going on in Ukraine, obviously praying for the network of 2000 students and graduates in Ukraine and Poland that are there. Um, As you guys hear about this, you hear about the church going underground there. We hear about the conflict. What are some ways that we can pray for Ukraine and for leaders like Yarsilov here and the seminary? uh, in Ukraine, because obviously this is something that we've never experienced personally, uh, foreign invaders on our land. Um, but certainly something that we, we need to be involved with and praying for, because these are our brothers and sisters. What do you guys think?
1: Yeah. You know, I shared this morning, something, uh, that was shared like a kind of a true example of that Saturday night decision, uh, for, for that Sunday morning worship thing. And, uh, i had seen it because they had tagged Dean, and Sarah, who was, you know, known for sharing that, and, uh, you know, it says, I talked to a pastor today after last night's bombing. He didn't get much sleep, but he was still preparing his sermon for church tomorrow, and if the church is still standing, he plans to make his way there and hold services, Uh, you know, and when, when I shared that, I just I I shared it at 3.26 PM in, in Ukraine. So it had already taken place as as far as when their normal worship services might be, if it's kind of the same thing as here. It was only 7:30 here. Uh and and it, you know, it just kind of was surreal knowing that I'm going to drive to to church this morning without a care and the world. Uh, You know, maybe a speeding ticket is about the only thing that I would really be worried about on the way to church, and it's only about half a mile, so that's not even really going to be an issue. It was just that, and and then knowing that I've got brothers and sisters there in Ukraine and in other places across the globe that are either having to hide or take different routes or whatever it might be to be able to still gather for worship as a people of God, uh, however, they are able to do it, um, and and so it just kind of compelled me this morning just to pray, pray for strength. Obviously, uh, that that God would certainly protect them and, and protect others, uh, but but also that they would resolve uh, and strengthen their faith through this. Um, that that ultimately, maybe out of it, that we see some good uh, come from. And and I know that we're recording this now on Sunday night, and and it's a rapidly changing situation. So anything we could Remotely uh, guess or or say could very well change by Tuesday, uh, but at the same time I'm just praying, obviously for peace, but certainly to for God to protect and strengthen the Christians that are there. That that through this, whether it is uh, if if they somehow get captured, uh, that that they're able to to share the gospel with with the soldiers that would be around them. You know, those kinds of things are just what's spinning through my mind, and and then obviously praying. Uh, that if that is something that we ever face here, that I would have the same resolve as they do to on Saturday night before church, hearing the the alarms going off, the sirens going off, and still in there preparing a sermon, knowing that I was going to give it one way or another if I was still alive and if the church building was still there the next day. Uh, I hope that I would have the same resolve. And so it was just a surreal moment for me. And uh has just led me to pray certainly for strength, for peace, protection, all of the normal stuff. Uh, and uh, and just lift them up as best as we can uh to God to prayer, as as he said, just for a miracle. Um, and and it really looks like it it would be a miracle. Every statistic, every number, every single odd is stacked against them, but they are fighting and they are fighting hard and uh and seem to be certainly surprising everything we see on online, at least, uh, surprising maybe uh, everybody by how well, well they are doing. Again, this is Sunday night, but, uh, but I'm just continuing to pray for peace uh, for, for this thing to be resolved.
2: Yeah, the situation in Ukraine hits home for us at uh, Centerville in, in many ways. We, uh, in the past, have had a, a historic missions partnership in Ukraine and helped to plant a church in uh, the northern part of Ukraine near the border with Belarus, uh, which, of course, that's where a lot of the fighting has been taking place, and uh, where a lot of folks have, I guess, from Russia, have been crossing the border. And so, we we are routinely praying for our sister church in Ukraine. They stay on our um, on a prayer list. We've sent uh, numbers of mission teams over there. So this one's really been been hitting close to home for us. Uh, we worked through the Sin Relief Prayer Guide this evening during our prayer meeting on top of our regular prayer. Uh, I shared a bunch of updates that I've been getting uh, from the missions organization that we partnered with to help plant this church. Uh, several of our church members have been in getting messages uh, from uh, individuals that they know in Ukraine uh, talking about the, the situation. It's just heartbreaking. Um, the, the churches there have really been stepping up. The seminary has been stepping up. Um, as many people are fleeing, uh, the churches have kind of become a stopping points for a lot of folks as they're trying to make the right of country. They're able to stop in churches, have a meal, have a place to sleep. And uh, it's just a a very sobering and, and difficult situation. Uh, but we keep praying. I've, I told our folks today several times, uh, Sunday morning as well as tonight during our prayer meeting, that uh, talking about Ukraine is not going to change anything, uh, but our prayers have the ability to change the world. And so I, I would just encourage you to continue to pray for Ukraine, also to pray for Russia as uh, the sin relief God prompted us to do, to pray for soldiers on both sides. Uh, there's no doubt that people have uh, gone into eternity over the last week, the last few days, especially, uh, some of which I'm sure were not ready uh, to stand before uh, Christ as judge. And so, uh, again, just praying for the church to be able to be triumphant uh, in the midst of a very difficult situation. Just being able to herald the gospel and, and minister uh, to folks during, uh, for many, of the most difficult time of their lives.
0: Fittingly, today at Plymouth Park, we preach through books of the Bible. I think it's the best way to do it. You may disagree, and I don't care. Uh, we were in Ephesians chapter one, and. Uh, we got to this point today where it says, in Ephesians chapter 1, starting in verse 9, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on the earth. And we talked about how God is in control of even evil tyrants and the, and the actions that they're doing. And we prayed this morning that, that God would do a mighty work, that he would use these events to bring people to his name. We, we prayed specifically that God would bring Vladimir Putin to come to know him, as his father, Jesus, as his his brother and his savior, and that he would repent of his sins and give his life to Christ. He's, God's certainly not incapable of doing that, but we certainly need to keep our uh, thoughts and prayers for the people in Ukraine and, Alan, like you alluded to, many of the Russian soldiers who probably do not want to be fighting this war. Uh, but don't really have an option. This is just a sad thing on all fronts. Alan, certainly praying for your uh, missionary friends there. Uh, I appreciate you keep being just kind of in the loop in our chat on that. And uh, just, I would encourage all of our listeners to make it a matter of prayer each day um, regarding this. All right. Well uh, guys, moving over to it's not really Southern culture tonight, uh, but it is something that's very popular in Texas, but I don't think it's only popular in Texas. I think it's popular universally because it's delicious, and that is uh, fajitas. So tonight, I had some church members who uh, I'm a bachelor this week. My my family's out of town, so I'm uh, living a quiet life this week. And uh, they said, "Hey, let's let's go out to eat." And we went to a place called Lupe Tortillas, which is uh, the best fajitas I've had in Texas. Uh, I had filet mignon. Fajitas with a little guacamole, a little sour cream, a little cheese, some beans, some rice, the big corn tortilla or the flour tortilla. And it was delicious. Do you guys like fajitas? Uh, What is your preferred meat and what do you like to put
1: in it? Okay. Uh, I think finally, after a little over a year on the potluck, we have a Southern culture topic that I'm actually excited about. And, uh, I prefer actually corn tortillas. Uh, I prefer fajita chicken and I usually have, uh, just shredded cheese in it. Sometimes I'll throw in queso. If we did splurge to get the queso, I'll throw some queso in there as well. Uh, and maybe some salsa. And then my, my favorite addition of all is to crumble up some tortilla chips to put inside for just a little bit of a crunch. And uh, so that is my favorite. And I could probably eat them endlessly. Like if if the chicken just kept coming, I would keep throwing it on the tortilla and continue to eat it until they pulled me or rolled me away from the table Uh, because they are delicious. They are amazing. And I absolutely love them and actually ate them tonight as well. And uh, I did not have the filet mignon uh, even as an option, though I do think that sounds amazing. It's just not ever something that I've gotten, but, uh, but I do love the, uh, the pollo, a uh, little fajita chicken. I will say there's a restaurant in Dallas, and I'm not going to even attempt to butcher the name. Uh, however, they've got one fajita, and it's like the family fajita thing, and it comes out on a skillet type cooking dish and it still has a fire under it keeps it warm and it's every type of meat you could think about um spare ribs short ribs whatever uh fajita sausage uh chicken some seafood stuff is there too on a separate part of it and it just there's so much and it's so amazing and and i will try usually a tortilla with each of them and then i'll do one final one that has like one little piece of all of it And, uh, that is my favorite fajitas I've ever had. Uh, but, but yes, La Caya Dose is the uh, name of the place I believe. And, uh, and is absolutely delicious. So yes, I love fajitas. I love chicken. I love a lot of cheese in it. And, uh, and I prefer corn though. So that's, that's my, uh, my go-to.
2: As a North Carolinian, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to talk about this than this conversation with a couple of Texans, but, uh, uh, I, I do enjoy fajitas. Um, I, for some reason, I've never been crazy about the smell of fajitas coming out, uh, especially if you've not ordered them. Uh, if you've ordered them, it's not too bad. But if you haven't, it just you know fills the restaurant full of uh, the smell that is fajitas. And I, I can't believe what I'm about to say. Um, but I actually agree with Matt on something food related. What? Um, and so, <laughs> so mark this uh, I, I like the corn tortillas. I, I mean, I like flour tortillas, but I like corn tortillas. Uh, we use corn tortillas a lot at home. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it's like in Texas, but here in North Carolina, maybe because we're so close to the coast, uh, shrimp fajitas are a big deal. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they do have an ocean in in Mexico as well on, on both sides. Um the Gulf of Mexico on one side and the Pacific on the other. So I'm sure that they have seafood there, even though Jared Cornett is shaking his head. Uh, but around here, a lot of places do, kind of like what Matt was talking about with the, the giant cornucopia of fajita, uh, but they do uh, chicken, steak, and shrimp. And that's just a good go-to. Uh, I just there, There's one thing that ruins fajitas, and there's a place here locally um, that it, it's like half and half. Sometimes they get it right, sometimes they don't. But to me, there's nothing worse than ordering fajitas and it coming to the table, just swimming in grease. Uh, That'll ruin fajitas every time. But I enjoy them. Um, I I typically just kind of like what's in them. I don't add a ton of stuff. I I don't crumble up tortilla chips. That's where Matt and I uh, diverge. We came together for a brief moment and then we split again. Uh, The great fajita schism. But, uh, yeah, that's, that, that's me. Although it's something I typically don't order. Carnitas uh, are my go-to when I go to uh, eat Mexican.
0: Brother, I had some carnitas last week or two weeks ago in Mexico that were out of this world. So good. Um, I don't know how you guys don't get steak. If the, if the option is shrimp or chicken or steak. The answer to me is always steak.
1: That's, that's the easy answer. They got pay well, a little bit more. Where- I, you know the answer to that for me because I go to Texas Roadhouse and often am known to get chicken tenders. So it's ridiculous! You better. get a Roadhouse, you get the Fort Worth ribeye, yeah. medium
0: rare, with a side of loaded baked potato, sweet tea to drink, and about fifteen of those
1: delicious rolls. Yeah. That oh, yeah, sounds God. delicious, but I also love uh, their uh, their chicken critters or whatever. Their chicken
0: critters you can get at McDonald's, yep. basically.
1: Yep. Oh, my gosh. I digress. I've been in this thing.
0: I'm calling it an episode on that. I'm disgusted to even look at you right now. Hey, friends, thanks for joining us at the Pot luck. All friends except for Matt, because Matt's no longer a friend. Uh, go pedal for Annie. Raise some money for Annie Armstrong. Figure out what you need to do uh, for that. Pray for Ukraine i gonna be some fajitas this week. They're absolutely delicious. Join us next time. Same Baptist time. Same Baptist hour. Stay Baptist, my friends.